The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Man, I just can't get enough of this song. I'm sure at some point I might. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the 58th version of the Very Poorly Made Police Memes podcast. How are you guys doing this day, evening, sexy time, whenever you listen to the podcast? Hope all is well in your uh, your neighborhood. This uh, podcast features my good friend and buddy, Slim. Which I don't know why the fuck you picked that name. It's a stupid name. But he uh, is a cop out in Arkansas. I've uh, been talking to him for years via Poorly Made Police Memes, and uh, he's a good dude. And uh, he really stepped up to the plate on this podcast. I, uh, Long story short, I had a different guest for the podcast, and there was just a bunch of issues with how that interview went technology-wise and some other stuff. So asked him if he could come on, and he was going to come on down in the future, and he stepped up and was able to come help us out record. So I am uh, in his debt for coming in. But with that said, I think this is a really good episode. It, uh, As the title says, it may rustle some jimmies, might not. I don't know. It depends, I guess, who listens to it. But And overall, just some real shit. I mean, we talk about some some interesting uh, things that happen in the state of Arkansas, and, and we hit all kinds of other stuff. It, it was a really good conversation. I think you guys will really enjoy the podcast. But before we get to that, of course, your Sunday podcasts are brought to you by my friends over at Officer Privacy. The uh, movement to go after cops is not going to go away, right? So you need to do everything you can to protect yourself. Now, I've talked a lot about what officer privacy does. They scrub your information from the top 30 people search sites, right? You can do it yourself and they give you their software for 14 days free or you sign up for their premium service. What I wanted to talk to you today though is about the owner of the business, Pete James. Pete James served on an aircraft carrier in the US Navy working as an intelligence specialist. He then moved on to a 25 year career in law enforcement rising to the rank of lieutenant. He's testified as a computer forensics expert in state, federal, and civil trials and is a skilled open-source intelligence analyst with the experience investigating through thousands of criminal, civil, and corporate cases. Pete combined his law enforcement and online investigation skills and created OfficerPrivacy.com, a company that removes officers' private information from people's search sites so they and their families can feel safe again. Thousands of officers in all the states trust Officer Privacy with their privacy. All right, so now you know a little bit about Pete, the owner. Doesn't that sound like the type of dude that you would trust to take care of your privacy? So go sign up. It's going to be well worth it for you and protect yourself online, all right? Now, moving on. 
I don't think I have anything really to bore you guys with uh, this little segment of the podcast. So we're going to get right to the podcast. But first, let's check out our band of the day. It's been a while, but we've made it back to Weekend Picnic. You can find these guys on all the streaming services, Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff. This is their song, Remember October. And we'll be right back with the podcast. All right, folks, and now the moment you've all been waiting for. I have the man, the myth, the legend, Slim, <laughs> from the great state of Arkansas. Buddy, how are you? I'm good. I want you to know that um, before I came to the podcast, I went and just to represent the state of Arkansas, I bought a can of uh, Copenhagen Long, Hut, Long, Long Cut Wintergreen dip. I don't normally dip, but I felt like, you know, I'm here. It's Arkansas. So there it is. So we, we need to talk about Arkansas a little bit, buddy. I, I actually almost moved to Arkansas. You know that. Cause I was, uh, yeah. I was hitting you up last year and we did, we didn't quite, we weren't able quite to, to meet up, but I want to know, and this came up on the last podcast. Why is it called Arkansas and not Arkansas? Do you it, know it's why? Gonna, well, I would say that it's just the dialect of the people that live here. Because I'm from a small, and I won't, I won't out myself the town I'm from because the people would fucking know it's so small. But it's, you know, there are a lot of French names and Indian names and stuff like that. And then you had people move here that just, they didn't give a shit how they were spoken. So we ended up with Arkansas. And, and honestly, back then, it probably would have been Arkansas. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Arkansas sounds better. It kind of rolls off the tongue. But it's weird because you pronounce Kansas, Kansas. Right. And there's no Kansas. Yeah, there's no Kansas when you say Arkansas. So it's it's always strange. I well, you uh, know, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, it's fuck <laughs> this is awkward. Uh don't worry no, about sorry. this out. But okay, I lost my whole train of thought. You fuck me. Uh, I know, right? Well, I just it's it's like we're it's, both too polite. Right, exactly. Well, we don't have to be. We both like it. Well, I think we've known each other for a couple of years now, and and I guess really how I introduce myself. So here's what I do. So with social media, I'll watch people. You know, of course, we're cops. We learn to do this, whatever. And it gets to be second nature. And so some of the memes that you were putting out and, and still do um, are so culturally relevant to what we do. And living in an age where, God, anything and everything is conduct unbecoming, depending on, on how your command staff feels that day. Um, you know, meme pages like yours really kind of give a voice to your, your, your everyday patrol officer. And um, I probably I probably commented on some of your memes <clears throat> and then I sent you some of my own. And I was like, you know, don't share these with with my name on it. But they're really fucking good. You don't have to acknowledge that. But I make some good fucking memes. You make some decent memes. Yeah, I'll give you that. Decent. Well, decent. <laughs> don't you watch Trailer Park Boys, man? Decent's a good word. Decent. No, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen it in a while. OK, now that was that's a term of endearment from me. Oh, oh, okay, so that, here's man. here's the thing though. Now we got to talk about decent a little bit. Now make fun of my dad. Is whenever we went through like a little town when we were on a vacation as a kid, he would 
always fucking say without fail, wow, this is a decent little town. This is neat. And me and my brothers are like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? It's a water tower. Like, so to me, decent is an enduring term. But yeah, dude. So you hit me up, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And we've really been talking for the last couple of years. And you were one yeah. of the dudes when I was leaving, we talked quite a fit yeah. fucking bit. And then uh, you kind of gave me the down low on Arkansas, which to be honest, I, I came pretty close to moving out that way. It just the, yeah. the stars didn't quite align. I think Arkansas kind of gets a little bit of a bad rep, but then it's also kind of deserved. Well, and you got to look at the area. So what I was telling you was, was look really hard at Northwest Arkansas because you really have two major metropolitan areas in the state and that's central Arkansas, which is where I've lived for the past 30, two years and you have Northwest Arkansas and, you know, having <clears throat> Fayetteville, Bentonville with all the Walmart money, there's a lot of amenities up there. People are a bit more educated, a bit more cultured. And then, you know, even in the, in the rural communities, I mean, you've got some ignorant people, but the folks by and large in the state are pretty decent and, and more so in South Arkansas, but I'm a little biased because I'm, that's where I'm from. So, I, I liked it there. It, it's not what you think, I guess. To me, no. Arkansas is just, I mean, especially the Ozarks. The Ozarks are fucking beautiful country. Beautiful. Lots of water, lots of trees. Um, Trail, foothills. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not like a terrible place. And a guy coming from, you know, the Rockies, not that the uh, the Ozarks are a huge mountain range, but at least it was something, right? Where, of course, I moved to Iowa and there's none of that. But with that said, I, I liked Arkansas. I I will say though, and I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to be a dick, oh, but say it. the people there are awful friendly. I, and I cannot oh, deny yeah. that. Right. And there's the Southern hospitality, but they, they are missing some teeth. That's a real thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's well, like, it's like trashy. Nice. If that makes any sense. That ties into something I thought about earlier when we were chatting for the podcast, you know, um, Arkansas is one of the poorest States in the United States. So you know, that kind of plays into it. And, and you look at um, access to higher education, this, that, and the other. And, and that, yeah, it does culturally, it kind of ties in because most people just don't have the money. And some of them doesn't, they just don't give a fuck. Because I, I have somebody I work with that just won't replace their teeth. And I'm like, I know how much money you make. <laughs> Come on, dude. You know, well, I mean, it's, it may not, it may not matter out there, which is a whole nother debate. Oh, but, it uh, matters. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's well, good. Enough about fucking gnarly tea. Let's talk about you a little bit, man. So how long have you been on the job? Uh, 12 years now, uh, cumulative. And and I had kind of a, uh, a rough start. So a little bit of backstory about me. I had actually joined the Army in uh, 2002, uh, graduated basic training in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. And I got a, uh, a letter from my wife. I was married to her for 16 years, whatever, mother of my kids. And she's like, look, if you go to Iraq, I'm not going to be here with your kid. Fuck. All right. Well, that's not the work. And it got out. And so for about four years, there's just this, this giant fucking hole inside me. Right. Cause I, I'd say I have to do something to get to do it. The war was going on. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just working at a fucking factory. I'm not doing anything. And a buddy of mine, he's like, you know, you should, you should try to be a reserve deputy. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I was like real non-fucking chalon about it. Tried it. And uh, I wouldn't let those fuckers haze me. And that will that 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 kind of bit me in the end. But long story short, you know, I, I actually got out on the street and started to be exposed to some of the shit that you, that you get exposed to and just absolutely loved it. 
and uh, I did that uh, in two two-year periods, and uh, I left my my job for in 2012 so I could uh, pursue law and got hired by a university in central Arkansas, worked for their police department for about three years. And it was great. Um, you know, a lot of people like to poo-poo universities. Yeah, I get it. Uh, we did have some, some people that, you know, weren't that stellar, but every department does. But I'll say this, I got a shitload of training while I was there to the point that like every summer when I was there for three years, we would spend two weeks when the students left clearing dorms. And, you know, they always had somebody had been to the, neighboring agency SWAT school and they always had somebody that had gone through FBI SWAT school and so it was it was good training and uh, you know I've used that when I came out here uh, let me see I, I left my, my ex-wife basically bought me you know she 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 fooled me a lot anyway she she wrote a check for 30 something thousand dollars let's go buy a cabin I don't want you to work anymore you know just want you here with the kids well I divorced her and while I was waiting for the sale of the business to go through this that and the other I applied for a job at the agency I work for now. I had a friend that works out here. And I was planning to stay for about a year and uh, got out here. And they, they, at the time, they didn't micromanage me that much. And so I said, fuck it, I'll just stay. And so I've been working in a very rural area now for about, uh, it'll be five years in May. Been interesting. You know, and it's funny, is, and I didn't fucking realize it at the time, but I actually drove through the fucking city where you're at. I was glad you weren't doing 15 over. Oh, you would have fucking hammered me, but we'd have met. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, it's actually not bad. It's like not like a bad little city, man. I I thought it was. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not. And I think think it is. I think you really get the wrong impression about Arkansas because, you know, and I got to be honest, like Little Rock really turned me off of Arkansas. Yeah, you ain't the only one. Like it's not a great place. It's not. And, And to that point, when I applied out here, you know, just out of curiosity. I called Little Rock PD and I was like, you know, what about your lateral transfer? Cause they, their city, they have so many codes that they no shit have an extra four, four weeks of their academy. And they're like, well, it'll be about four weeks and we'll give you a $15,000 sign bonus. But here's the thing. And you, you may not be aware of this. You're not from here, but Little Rock has got two sets of policy and are not official. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of racist. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just not going to go subject myself to that for an extra because the, the sign-in bonus would have been good. And, and now I'd be making about $100,000 a year between working and, and doing off-duty. But I don't like the culture of that department. And uh, it's a, you're right. It's not a good city. It's, it's kind of a, a giant shithole. I don't want to spread rumors, but and, and I'm normally not this guy, but I, I think it's worthy of talking about since it came up. Sure. I knew a guy that worked at little rock and he told me some of the shit that happened there mm-hmm. like between officers of different races and i'm like yeah it's fucking 2020 it what is the fuck and I, you know obviously i don't want to tell somebody on little rock to come over here and talk about it because i don't want them to get fucking in trouble but if they want to yeah, they can but it's like some of the shit he told me were you know <laughs> i i don't want to get it well fuck it well, i mean like culturally culturally like guys of different cultures would not cover each other on calls and all kinds of crazy shit yep that's and they also weren't expected to work in their in their own neighborhoods yeah i weird stuff man i i don't know it's insane uh, and you're the second person to tell me that so it it kind of it's not a fucking rumor it's 
Okay, so it, it's yeah, a fact. It, we can confirm that, and it's just one of those things that's just going to keep getting swept under the rug. I mean, there's there's so there's a reason I didn't go because I could use. I've been struggling uh, financially for a few years. I'm I'm about to uh, to start some businesses next year because I'm I'm getting a limp. But I mean, I chose to work here and make less because like I can't even. I'm not even allowed to work off duty. There's no off duty, right? And there's there's no overtime. There's nothing. It's just like. Me as a single guy paying for a house, paying for a car. And, you know, my kid graduated from high school last year. So I had two teenage daughters and still I was like, yeah, fuck the rock. There's no way. That was one of the things I was looking at at some of the agencies out there is the pay is pretty rough. Is that it's pretty abysmal. Much, it's yeah. fucking abysmal. But that I mean, that's probably most industries out in Arkansas, too, though, right? No, if, if so, if you have a degree because there's not that many people have their bachelor's here. There's actually several high paying jobs, especially in Northwest Arkansas. You got to understand that like Walmart is, it was founded and centered there. So, you know, and I think I told you that if there were, there were some options for you, if you ended up there, which would be Washington County Sheriff's office, um, it'd be a great place to work Benton County because they're, they're in that area. And then, you know, the, the Fayetteville, the University of Fayetteville Police Department, there's something about college campus uh, law enforcement. It's just fun. And, you know, I spent three years selling, you know, what the police don't hate you to, to kids that thought the fucking cops hated them. You know, and we, man, I made a bunch of callers, too. It was one of those things where if you wanted to go out and make arrests, like legitimate non-bullshit arrests, you could. And also, if you just wanted to lock buildings and, and watch movies when the kids weren't there, you could do that shit, too. So <laughs> it's, it's a different awesome. type of law enforcement. Oh, yeah. On a 50 foot screen. We go to Redbox when fucking physical plant went home. There was a university kind of in the area where I used to work. And those dudes fucking had it made, man. Oh, are you kidding um, me? Yeah. Yeah. They, they're like, hey, man, do you guys get to are you guys paid to work out and study for your bachelor's on duty? And I'm like, <laughs> right. Bro, I got 30 calls pending. Go fuck yourself. Oh, see, and that's 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 another thing. And, and I don't really know how big your agency was, but but you just put it in reference for me. So I'm thinking where you were at, your your call volume was pretty fucking high. You know, whereas <laughs> mine, it's really not. It's a low call volume. You know, I do a lot of traffic, uh, a lot of domestics, but more than anything, and, and you, you've experienced this, all of us have, is there's a certain class of people and it's not always financial. There's a certain class of people that call us to basically use the police to interfere in somebody else's life, you know, whoever they've got their beef with. And it's just like, it makes me want to write children's book like, this is when to call the police and civil rights are for everybody. Because <laughs> fuck. Right. Well, and it's, you know, it's not a white or black or a brown thing. Like, no. there's just fucking certain people that do not get it. And they'll be the first ones to say, oh, fuck the police. But Mm -hmm. I think I made a meme about it the other day. I don't know if I posted it yet where, oh yeah, you hate the police, but you're always calling us when baby daddy, right? Mm -hmm. What what the fuck? Um, oh, you know what? Or some civil shit. Yeah. Or some it's civil just, shit. It's just always something stupid. Yeah. I feel like there needs to be a, you know, instead of doing dance, I've fucking said it a million times, but I think instead of doing the dancing TikToks, we need to start telling the public what they actually can fucking do or you know what yes. do the dancing tiktoks but then tell people hey don't call us because little jimmy won't go to school you know dumb shit exactly like that. no and i actually told a guy that shit once you know he, literally and you've experienced this guy calls me and i'm like okay that's not a reason to call the police you know like literally i was like have you tried 
I don't know, fucking parenting him, you know, because that's what I did. I raised five. They're pretty fucking decent, you know. So, yeah, we do run into that shit a lot. Yeah, fucking absolutely, dude. So what I wanted to talk to about, there's a couple things you wanted to hit. And but before we lead into that, is the job dead in Arkansas or is policing alive and well there? I'd say it's a it's really it's a mix. And I feel like more than anything that that it's it's a problem with the command staff climate. Um, I have yet to experience good leadership. I mean, I can't even say that I've had a decent sergeant in in 12 years. So, you know, I, I, I no, it's 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 not quite dead, but it's not really quite alive either. And when when younger people come to me and they say, you don't want to be a police officer, what, what do I do? I'm like, well, just apply for the fire department. You know, people like you, you get to sleep a lot and you get like fucking three or four days off. You know, I try to discourage them. <laughs> well, what about as far as the citizenry go? I mean, like, obviously, there's that 10 percent of the population that calls us 90 percent of the time. But other than that, are the police supported oh. out there? <clears throat> Yeah, it, it depends. Like lip service, yeah. Uh, and, and for the most part, you know, you'll get people thanking you for your service, which, by the way, I hate. I absolutely hate that shit. Um, you know, and then you'll get the, the guys and gals that get on social media and, and talk shit about, you know, things they know nothing about. But I'd say by and large, we do enjoy a decent amount of support. And that, that also has nothing to do with, uh, with uh, culture of color, you know. So... I, I can't say that it's too bad. You know, I don't I don't have people spitting on me and, and shit like that. And then when they do flip me off, I always chuckle. And if they're with any earshot, I tell them I love them and they go back to what I was doing. Peace and oh, love. I just bro. think it's hilarious. So, yeah, overall, I'd say it's it's the, the people aren't that bad. They're really not. You know, you're going to have your frequent flyers. And, you know, I actually had to uh, had to to give security to a uh, oh a fucking it wasn't BLM. It's called Ab, the ABCAB folks. What do they call themselves now? Oh, the ACAB or whoever. ACAB. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just remember thinking these kids are so cute. <laughs> they, don't have, they don't have any idea what the fuck they're saying, but it's adorable. And, you know, I'm <laughs> glad that we live in a country where your police will come out and, and make sure that you're safe when you're out there, you know, telling everybody that they're pieces of shit. Yeah. It's amazing. People think that they're, like we we can argue. I'm not like I feel like every time I fucking say anything, I have to give like the whole like, well, you know, we have to talk about bad cops. But let's be real here. You live in a fucking country where you're allowed to speak out against anything you want. That's not yes. true. A lot of other places. I, it, shit ain't perfect. We know that. But let's be real here. You have it well, pretty fucking good. You are if you can speak out against it, you have some privilege there. I'm, and I know you guys fucking love that word. Well, here's here's a number that I use when I'm, I'm talking to people that I care about and, and they're actually trying to understand what I'm saying. So we know the Washington Post every year just about puts out that we we as as police end up killing about one thousand one hundred citizens per year and in, in our, our interactions with them. Right. And usually between 40 and 60 of those are the ultimate seizure under the Fourth Amendment, which we, you and I know, is, is, uh, is wrongful shooting or wrongful. However they kill them, you know, it just wasn't right. You couldn't justify it. And whoever did it shouldn't have had the job. They're, they're scared to die. And they kill them because they're scared to die. How many, how many percent did you say? Well, there's, 
we have 1,100 on average because we, we, we train with the, uh, well, no, no, I, I know you said that, but I mean, you said like how many were not good, uh, between 40 and 60 on average. Really? Some I didn't even know it was that high. Well, the thing is that when you parse out the numbers that it's less than one half of 1% and you look at static numbers, I think right now, and I don't have, I don't have the best numbers for this, but if you look at the number of officers in the United States, it's about 500,000, right? In the last census, we had 23 million, I think. And so you just take those two static numbers on any given day, the number of interactions that we have, and then compare that to the number of, of um, unjustifiable shootings or unjustifiable killings. I'd say that we do a really good damn job, honestly. Do uh, we have bad cops? Yeah, I'm sure we do. I know we do, but I've never seen them because they don't act that way around me. Yeah, I'm trying to, there's not like, I Googled unjustified police shootings in 2020, and it doesn't really, it doesn't Man, really that information is probably going to be obscured, and I think you would have to know how to search for it specifically. Yep. Yeah, I, as I was going to say, like, The Four Science Research Center is probably a good one. Oh, Four Science is fucking legit shit. I was going to say, I don't think... I don't even think it's between 40 and 60, dude. I think it's even lower than that. But but you're right. But I give that to fudge the number. Yeah, but there's you look at the statistics of like, okay, so a thousand people are are killed by the police every Mm -hmm. year, give or take. And then you look at how many interactions we have every single year, millions upon millions of contacts with people. I mean, I made I worked for eight years on the street. I contacted thousands upon thousands of people. Oh, yeah. I never shot one of them, right? Yeah. And that's the thing yeah. is everybody thinks cops, like every cop gets into a shooting. I think I think I saw somewhere <laughs> it's like 10% of cops over their whole entire career get into a shooting. Yeah, it, that, the number's not that high. Because most of us, I mean, the, the misconception, the way I see it, and the way it's been put to me is that, you know, you just want to do this job because you want to, Nobody wants to do this job that I know to just kill somebody, right? I mean, you basically have a, a group of individuals, be they male or female or however they want to identify, that on a daily basis say, you know, I could be maimed today, I could be killed today, but I kind of love, even though if I don't like, I love the public enough that I'm going to come out here and do this job. I'm going to do it the best of my ability. I'm going to bring order to chaos in the safest way I can. Yeah, absolutely, dude. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to the podcast. I want to talk to you about my buddy Brad Williams over at Police Fit. You guys see him on the page every single Monday on Poorly Made Police Memes. Brad's going to help the new applicants and active officers smash their fitness and regain their health. Brad has 11 years experience in the fitness industry, 17 years in the military, and is also a first responder. He's going to share his experience and expertise to help applicants get their dream job and help active first responders regain their health. That's Police Fit, and I'll have a link for you on the podcast description back to the podcast let's segue into what i wanted to talk about because i'm fucking sure. heated about it did you do your homework did you watch that video yeah i, told you I to watched watch? that and and god i mean that's why we got to be so careful for everything that we do and that's that's why we make easy targets because we have to respond to things like that so for those curious what we're talking about and we'll we'll get into it a little bit and i i'm not that guy i don't break down shootings or anything but no. There's a video. Well, obviously, we all heard about uh, out in Phoenix, like nine, 10 cops, I think, got shot in a single incident a week ago oh, damn. or so now. No, actually, 
I missed yeah. that one. Keep keep going. Yeah. So this is the video. There's a video where I watched it was on police post on Instagram. Adam over there posted it and he does a really good job of breaking down a lot of videos. But what initially what this call is, is a Phoenix officer responds to somebody's shot. And I don't know all the details of what information he has. Mm-hmm. So he gets on scene dudes in the, uh, uh, in the, the door doorway. saying, yeah, he's like, Hey, you know, she's, she's spitting up blood. You can come here, come here, come help her, something like that. And the cops walking towards the door and he's asking the dude questions and dude, um, turns towards him, has a gun in his hand and basically unloads. starts unloads on the cop. Thank God the dude can't shoot for shit. And, uh, didn't kill the cop. The cop got hit, hit a couple times, but I think in the arm. Yeah, apparently, he couldn't return fire because he got hit in his dominant arm. Which tonight, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna start carrying a fucking backup again." Yeah. And and another thing to note about that from watching it, the get the man was bladed, yep. so he was bladed, and you're walking into the into that, and you you've got your mind focused because you know how we are. If somebody's hurt, then that you that you're there to fucking take care of that. Everything else is secondary. All the minor details are secondary. We need to fucking figure this out. And, you know, that guy took advantage of the the fact that you can call the police and we have to show up. He knew what he's going to do and he fucking ambushed him. Yep. And so and we'll go back into that real quick. But just the if you don't know the rest of the story. And again, I don't know all the details. But after that, there was a concern about a kiddo inside. And then like a family member brought the kid outside. And then when the cops went to go get the kid from the doorstep the shit bag started firing upon those cops and that's where the rest of the cops got shot. But my thing with that is I wanted to jump back to the last podcast. And I said something along the lines of, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes cops are way too paranoid. I kind of want to take that back now because shit like this exists. That's why we're fucking paranoid. That's why guys get weird on calls when people are reaching into wherever because of shit like this. Yeah, I know more cop more cops would get killed if people really wanted to kill cops. I know that's a fact, mm-hmm. but let's be real. There are fucking people, especially in this environment, that are fired up, that are like this dude. Yeah, they have nothing to lose. He killed his wife. He has nothing to lose. We How in the hell did did he manage to shoot nine more? Did they didn't know he was shot? Or I mean that. I'm really curious now for the rest of the scenario. Well, the, the so the baby went, the baby was on the porch. And so the cops went up, I guess, the, to get the baby off the porch. But they still the, hadn't been able to get him out yet. They hadn't been able to get that suspect out yet. And I oh, don't know, without knowing everything, I don't know everything. I don't know everything, right? So I don't, I don't right. want to go into like the tactics because I don't think that's really fair at this point. But no, it's not. In, in the responding officer, I saw comments where people are like getting on that dude. I'm like, hold on a second. If your only information is this lady shot, you don't know who shot her. I get, you know, you need to be careful, but this guy's asking for help. Like, hey, come on, come help her. And you're there by yourself. Yeah. I mean, you're there by yourself, which I work by myself all the time. And that's, you know, that kind of ties into some other things that we talked about. But, you know, there's there's always this element in in every society, every microcosm. And, and ours, the one I hate the most, or the, the thank me for my service, bro cops. And those are the dudes that are saying shit like that. You know, I don't, I don't make mistakes. I'd have done this. I'd have done that. Like, dude, you weren't there. And that, dude, that's something I think you can if really If you've never to. made, yeah, dude, if you've never made a mistake on the job, you're fucking lying to yourself. Oh yeah. If you don't make a mistake every single day, you're lying to yourself. It's okay to fuck up, but you have to get better. I'm not like, 
acknowledging mm-hmm. like, oh, it's okay to keep making mistakes. I mean, we can't be Barney Fife, but at the same time, you live and you learn. And every day, if you're not taking something away from every single fucking call you're on, like, ooh, that was, I put myself in a bad spot. How could I have changed that? Even if it's like even a super safe scenario, safe. Oh, I'd say my right? officer safety at this point is a, a just, you know, atrocious. But, right. Well, I don't want to put words into your mouth. I felt mine was the same way towards the end. And part of that was because I felt like based on the environment, my department and what we were being told, I wasn't allowed to be safe anymore. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up because last year I had two separate domestics, both alcohol related where, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I, it, it could have escalated to deadly force, but you know, due to my agency, not only that, the ramifications of, of shooting a person, I just, I just de-escalated and it, it made it so much more dangerous for everybody else there. And, and the other one, here's the crazy thing. My department literally has told me not to arrest for domestic if we don't have a victim. Right. So, you know, like I don't even have that tool in my tool belt to just take. Well, let's guy. talk about that for the people that don't understand. What do you mean by don't have a victim as far as is, is Arkansas well, mandatory arrest this, for DV? I don't know. It, it might be. I know that you can. Uh, and I know that until I came out here, I did. Like every time if there was something to it, because, you know, I mean, we're going to get calls where nothing has really happened. Right. And we go parse that out or whatever. But, but, you know, when we when I went to the domestic calls, I actually was able to stop or get one right after it happened. And that was I had body cam footage. But, yeah, I mean, it's like that. And so we actually had an incident where, where uh, somebody had had injured somebody else so grievously that they had to go to the hospital and get stitches in their cranium. And they're like, no, we're not going to charge them because you can discipline your kid. And I'm like, OK, well, I raised five of them. And that's not how uh, you discipline a kid. So whatever. Now, just for my clarification, because domestic is different in every single state. Mm -hmm. In Colorado, domestic was basically an intimate relationship. So boyfriend, girlfriend. Now, into Arkansas, does that include kiddos too? It, it, dude, it includes kids. It includes your fucking cousins, your brother. There's, there's actually a, I think up to third or fourth cousin. There's a sanguination degree in the law. If you cohabitated, like you're fucking like roommates, even, you know, it could it could be put under that. So it's pretty broad. So just so you here you go. Here's a Arkansas lesson on Google. The arrest of the person shall be considered the preferred action by law enforcement officer when evidence indicates that domestic abuse has occurred in addition to a violation of Arkansas criminal code. So it's not like you have to, but they want you to. Yeah, they want us to. We can. They gave us the leeway because, you know, forever we you and I both know and all of us cops know and even even a lot of mental health professionals that when it comes to DV, when we leave, you know, it's a problem. Just like the guy, I guess, in Phoenix, he, he killed his wife. Right. Yeah. So there was a time. Uh, well, one, <laughs> when domestic violence laws didn't exist in the 70s, that came about. But there was a time when the state couldn't press charges. And, and I guess. And uh, we, we had enough fatalities for citizens through DV that they, they sat down and said, OK, well, listen, the state's going to press charges to give you a leeway to make an arrest and start doing something here. So when your department says when you don't have a victim, does that mean basically when you have an uncooperative victim? Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yep. hundred percent. If they're not willing to testify in court and their justification is, you know, because we've had so many people come to court and then recant. Well, they're going to. I mean, <laughs> 
you, you know, the, you know, like the dynamic of those relationships is, is those women will stay with those men and by it's been men and women too, you know, like the, the man's not always the aggressor until they feel like they can get out. So they're, they're going to recant because they've got to live with that person, you know? They, they don't have good victim services. They don't take advantage of that stuff. Then, you know, they're just going to stay there until either they get killed or they have enough sense to leave. Yeah. So that's why I think they gave us that. The DV shit is, it's tough because you do have that half of the DV where you have those, and I don't want to say true TV because I think that, I think that takes away from, you know, DV stuff. But let's, let's, let's talk this out though, because you have a DV and you have that one where basically they're both kind of at fault and they're both assholes, right? Mm-hmm. And in Colorado, you have those a lot where it's pretty evident these people are just assholes and they're not, and they're not going to kill each other, but they're just assholes. But you have to make an arrest, even though it's going to go nowhere and they're going to live together the next day. You have to make an arrest. That shit sucks. It does. However, but if you don't have this broad umbrella of a law where it says you shall make an arrest on a DV, then you would have guys not making arrest on the ones where you really fucking should because you're essentially maybe saving someone's life. Yes. DVs are fucked up, man. DVs, and there's different realms of the DV. You have like the the habitual, oh, yeah. like the, I don't, it's like the Three Stooges DV, right? Where they're just always beating on each other, right? But they're not going to actually kill each other. They just, they don't know no, how to they, they, that That's probably a lot to do with the way they were raised and never got therapy. And, and it's a toxic relationship, but they're both going to stay in it. And they do care about each other. It's just they completely yeah. fucked. Yeah, they just don't know how to act. They're not going to kill each other, though. But then you have the ones where guy or girl, one of them is going to kill the other one because they're so yeah. possessive and controlling. Yeah, so you have to make the arrest on those ones. So it DVs suck. And I, people on the outside, I would say DVs are, quote, unquote, the routine call. But DVs are hard calls, man. They are really yeah, fucking they are. hard calls. And if you fuck up a DV, you could potentially you know, do some damage in somebody's life yeah, on both sides of it. Right. Because let's be honest, it's very probable causes, you know, glass half full kind of thing. Yes, It's pretty fucking easy for people to injure themselves and call the cops. That's a fucking thing. Yes. And they will, you know, they will. And that's not always obvious or apparent, you know? So it, it, at that point, that's where your experience as as a human being and also as a veteran police officer really comes into play and then you got to use your discretion so yep yeah that gets us into the really hinky shit and you know after we're not rookies anymore it's it's easier but but no you're right i mean it's it's, i haven't had to work a murder investigation yet i had a friend that did he dude had uh killed his wife called him and said he killed her and come get me you know and he got there and she was dead where he killed her and uh dude gave him the gun and he told me he's like man if i fuck this up you know this guy could walk so you know the closest thing i've had to that is just rape rape shit i can't say i've had anything as serious as a murder and rape is serious yeah that's another thing man and i'll plan on doing a podcast down the line on that it just seems crazy to me a lot of these dudes that get charged with rape and convicted Mm -hmm. barely fucking do any time and i'm like what the fuck Oh, I know. Well, I mean, to I, me, rape is probably the second worst crime. Oh, yeah. Well, the first being child molestation and then, you know, actual murder, maybe third, because 
you know, when you when you kill somebody, they don't have to live with that shit anymore. They're done. But when you rape somebody or you molest a child, then, you know, that's something they carry for the rest of their lives. It, 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 it doesn't go away. Yeah. Right? Yeah, man. And fucking shit. Yeah, that that shit gets me all fucking heated. But um, oh, I will never be a, a child porn investigator. I will never do crimes against children. I would leave. That's one. Of the I don't know how I don't know leave. how people do those units, man, because I would get and it's I think it's harder for guys with kids most of the people yeah. at least in my department in that unit not everybody but a lot of them didn't have kids that's probably for the best because i would yeah i'd lose my shit man arresting these people that's oh, the yeah. scum of the earth well i just now now that all my kids are over 18 started posting pictures of our vacations from eight years ago when they weren't you know because you never know who the fuck you're going to come across who you've pissed off that you know is you don't know is insane right and we'll target your family and that shit's increased in the last oh 12 13 years and and going back to the officer getting shot you know i wanted to say this i don't know how you feel about it but you know last six years they've been luring firemen in too and shooting the firemen yeah and the whole listen i'm with that professional rivalry i tell them to their face right but you know to to ambush a fireman who doesn't have any form of defense especially if we're not there is just beyond low yeah, I you know. just, dude, it's just a strange. I don't even know, man. I don't. We've created. We haven't, but the uh, our elected society. officials in the media and society has created this whole environment where it's almost okay, you know. And we they almost it's glorify that shit. That, that shit is almost glorified. Killing cops is glorified in circles of our society, and no one says shit about that. No. Ever. No, they don't. And I mean, and you know, we had old we had old Snoop Dogg, you know, at the uh, at halftime. And I don't want to like go too far down this rabbit hole, but let's be honest here, man. How many kids has that dude influenced poorly? Right. And then look at you know he had like some new song released before the Super Bowl, and they're talking about you know c- killing cops and shit. And I'm like, how is this dude? This dude's a fucking folk hero, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, he fucking, you know, he goes up to the Super Bowl wearing fucking gang colors. Like, go fuck yourself, man. I I don't know how anybody can get behind that shit. Well, I can't get behind it. I, I, I'm um, amateur. I, you could call me an amateur anthropologist. I love studying human behavior. There's there's a, a part of me that can see why that developed. And, and also, I've got interested in this going back to TikTok. There's some interesting stuff that pops up every now and then about the gangs, the L.A. County like LA County SO, LA County PD or LAPD and all that shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, we do, we do definitely live in a day and age where it's, it's, it's just hell I can relate to this. So I'm banned uh, from Tinder for life with my cell phone number. Let me tell you how I think that happened. Cause I had Tinder off and on for mm, three and a half, four years after divorce. And uh, you get tested last, regularly, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Uh, the, the last, uh, the last, the last one I had, I had some chicks match with me and when they found out I was a cop, they're just like, Oh, hell no. Right. And so I put some pictures of me in my uniform, of course, obscured, no identifying. And within three days I was banned. And, uh, yeah. So, so that's the culture we live in. People, people like to do the social justice warrior thing and that and the other, and it's just, no, they're, they're not helping. 
nobody's really helping. Well, and, I am going to make fun of you for putting uniform pictures on Tinder. Sure. I know, I know why you did it, but I'm, I am going to make fun of you for it. Oh, that's fine. Cause yeah. they don't work. Like, I, I mean, this whole badge bunny phenomenon, I just, I've never seen it. Maybe it's because I work in a rural area and the whole top nurse thing. I can't relate to that either. You know, cause I just, I've never taken people to the hospital. It's, it's rare that one of my arrestees has to go. Bro. Everyone in a big city knows the fucking game and they've got every fucking injury or disease known to man and the jail won't right. take them unless you get that that old clearance it's fucking yeah, ridiculous. you have to have them cleared yeah the whole here's the thing and it's just it's crazy to me that police a guy or a gal that puts on a a uniform puts on a badge puts on the belt they're public enemy number one in this country yes it's insane to me that that is a thing Yes, I and mean it's, people. It's, people are out of their fucking mind if they think cops are the enemy. You oh, I know. Clinically insane, but I think there's some people where you can get through to them. Like I'm not so hopeless where you can't yeah. talk to some people, but there's some people that are so far gone that I think even their friends and family know they're full of shit. But no one, no one will say anything to anybody anymore. And then if you say it online, you get banned. If you if you oh, or it. fired or just, wh- wh- whatever, whatever it is. And that that's a whole other free speech. thing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's not we miss the golden age. And when I joke about the golden age, I'm like, you know, I'd have a bottle of whiskey in my desk and, you know, we would we would tune up the DV guys and tell them, hey, we come back. We're doing this again. Taking jail. Guess what they're going to do there? You know, keep your hands off your wife and your kid. Figure this out. Leave. We don't care. And, you know, I've got friends that were. Uh, in their in their law enforcement career, I had one of them that made sergeant the year I was born. I'm going to be 43 uh, next next no two months from now. So this dude told me that back in the day, that's how they handled stuff. Like you went, you know, you went to a burglary call, and if the guy came out, cool, you arrested him, took him to jail. If he didn't, you went in there and kind of tuned him up a bit, you know. And See, and it's don't you think though that kind of is why we're there though. Well, none of that, that shit was none of that shit. People no, went way too far with it. Well, yeah, exactly. Like none of that shit as like, I'm not going to lie. Like it sounds like in my mind, like, all right, man, you fucking you commit the crime. You fucking you got to pay the tax for it, so to speak. But that's not under the Fourth Amendment, right? Like we're country no, of laws. That's obviously unreasonable. And that's the thing that always fucking kind of ticks me off is like guys are like, oh, the good old days. We could beat the fuck out of people. You're here well, for the wrong fucking thing. Like. If you want to be a cop because you want to beat the fuck out of people, go do something else. Yeah. And, and you're right about that. There were a lot of people that didn't do it right. And that's why you have all these stories. Cause you know, you think about some of these cultures where, where they hate us, right. You know, there's a reason that they do. And there was a, a long time in this country where, you know, things were based on race and there's, there's a history with that, that I think we've been out for a long time, but you know, you only you only see that you only see that healing begin when you start talking to people that normally wouldn't talk to you as a cop. Like I said, when I worked at that university, you know, those kids were indoctrinated and then they're at a university. So they're getting it from their uh, their professors and everybody else, too. But when you can show somebody, you learn to relate to people and talk to them. Because one of the most important things I ever heard in the academy is, listen, it doesn't matter who you're talking to. Just listen to what they're saying and they're going to talk to you. They're going to open up. 
And, you know, I've used that lesson quite a bit in my life. And uh, every chance I get, I do community ordering policing in that I will go spend time with people and show them that, you know, we're just like everybody else. You know, there's no blue line stickers on my truck. I mean, you, when I'm off duty, you can't tell what I do for a living, right? Even though this mustache, I think, is almost like having a badge around my neck at this yeah, point. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. So now I, I know, again, I don't want to go way too, too far in the left field, but you said something that, kind of i was thinking about this the other day is stereotypes right there's a lot yes. of people that get angry about stereotypes and let's be real like you know i'm uh i'm of the opinion you know we judge people by the content of their character not the color yes. of their skin right yes. i think we're i think we're all good there right like that's the way things should be but i think cops and this might ruffle some feathers but hear me out there is some cop stereotypes Right. What do we say about every other stereotype? Well, you know, there's there's a stereotype, so there must be a reason. Okay. Well, there's a stereotype, so there must be a reason. I'm not saying it's a fair stereotype, but I'm just saying that to kind of think about things a little bit. But then you said another thing that got me the wheels spinning, so to speak. My my poorly made wheels here. The whole healing thing, right? I don't know that we're ever gonna heal, dude. I think there's too many people that don't want us to heal, but it's weird for me. You know, I grew up in a place that I don't know, I guess just in my community, like I didn't think about race. I didn't think about that shit. Like, Oh, like it wasn't like a thing. And I fuck, I feel like even you saying that now, like, you're like, Oh, you can't say that because you were automatically prejudiced. I was fucking 10 motherfucker. Yeah. You can't, everybody goes around fucking assuming everything about everybody. Right. I'm just saying oh, yeah. when I grew up, the way I grew up, it wasn't a fucking thing. It's never mm-hmm. a thing until people make it a thing. Oh yeah. Right. And there's that clip of, and I don't, <laughs> it's kind of out of context. I think, I don't know, but there's a clip of Morgan Freeman. He's on 60 minutes and you know, the guys asking him about black history month. And you know, what do you think about it? He's like, I don't want it. Well, how, you know, how are we going to solve race? Stop talking about it. He's not wrong. He's not fucking wrong. I just, wish we could just see each other as fellow human beings right and then look we can't say none of the shit that happened in the past didn't happen and there's people that are fucking alive they're alive when all this fucking terrible horrendous shit Mm -hmm. was happening we can't neglect that right like there's bad shit that happened to people right we cannot fucking neglect that but at the same time if we just we can't move forward because no one wants well, to move forward. We just want to live in the past. We, nobody wants to actually make that step forward to fucking being united as a fucking country. We are not the United States. No, no. And, and you know, it, it basically we only unite when there's when there's something an outside an outside force. Like you look at America after 9-11. Oh, yeah, dude. That. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100 percent, dude. You know, yeah. that that brings me to this, like. I'm glad you said that in, in a way, I think guys like you and me and the other guys with them in this, why I tell you your mean page is important is we kind of need to be custodians of our own culture and history. Cause I ended up, I was telling you about that guy that, that I knew that was a sergeant when I was born. Well, you know, he knows a lot of other guys about that age. And I was talking to him both the other day, cause they're both getting old. You know, one of them ain't going to be with us that long. I said, you know, humor me. You don't have to, but do me a favor. Get a voice recorder, and I want you to tell me through your eyes about the civil rights movement. 
about working in it, about your experience, because we, we don't have those perspectives. We, all we have is stories of where, you know, cops were bad and you know, as well as I do that even though we haven't heard them yet, there, there's going to be instances where you have police officers refusing to do that kind of heinous shit based on race, you know, like there's no, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. And those kind of stories we need to hear and we, we don't. Um, our culture is is really, really misunderstood because like you say, like we're just working from a deficit. And honestly, although we're not really going to be able to change things on a whole, uh, I think that all of us individually, the ones of us that, that really try to uh, connect with the people that we're having to help and show them like, hey, I do care, right? That that's about the best impact that we can have. And I call it, that's my area of control. So I try to spread joy in the area of my control. And of course, obviously at work, I can't always do that. But I'm always thinking like, how, how can I resolve the situation for everybody in the best way possible? And sometimes I have to be an asshole to do that. You know, you know I had a boss that I th- thought very highly of, and I still think very highly of. Good dude. I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said the same thing you're saying. I have a small yeah. circle of influence. That's all I can control. I can't control what anybody else is thinking about the cops. I can't control. All I can control is the way I conduct myself. And I think that's right. what we all have to look at. And it's super easy to, you know, get on the internet and get angry about everything going on. I mean, even me, dude, I'm all I'm doing is trying to crack jokes. And sometimes, yeah. you know, either that's misinterpreted or, oh, um, yeah. or even, or even sometimes I'll make something and I'm like, I'm making this out of anger. This isn't like to be funny. This is just being angry, which I'm not going to lie. It's, it's going to continue to happen, but. Oh yeah. Because it's cathartic. It's the way I write music. Keep going. Yeah. I can, I, you know, and I, I take this really, really seriously too. And, and this is a kind of a weird segue, but I, I was thinking about influencers, so to speak. And when I say that, I mean yeah. like more of the social media stuff and yeah. I'm cognizant of that. Like, I don't want, I don't want any of you guys out there. Like, living how I live, like go live how you want to live. There's so many fucking, there's like hundreds of dudes out there, thousands of dudes out there right now that all post the same shit every day about doing things the way they think things should be done. You go do things the way that you think they should be done. It's good. I draw inspiration from tons of different people. I've got one for you. If you haven't already heard it and I've, I've sent it to you at least once in this last two years, but I know how busy you are. It's it's Tecumseh. It's it's his poem when he says, you know, um, trouble no man about his religion. That whole thing is nothing but wisdom. And it's a philosophy that, you know, I think you already live by it, but you may have not heard it articulated like this. And, you know, those kind of things help me keep things in perspective because you're right. You you can't control the outside. All you can control is yourself. And so I'm also a, a bit of a amateur philosopher. So. I spend a, t- a lot of time listening to either proverbs or philosophy because, you know, that's just collected wisdom. And it, it helps uh, me. It helps me have a larger perspective and, and, and kind of be able to step out of myself and say, well, I know this person uh, grew up this way. They have the social influence. They're at this point in their life. So how am I going to be able to um, help them the most effectively and in, in the capacity I can? I'm here doing my job. So how can I get this done? Yeah, you know, it makes them feel important. And I guess to kind of wrap this kind of whole thing up is, you know, because we kind of started with the shooting in Phoenix and we've kind of kind of segued all the way out here. But 
I guess the point I wanted to make is you can influence people in a positive yeah. fucking way by doing a good job. And I've said yeah. it like a million times on the podcast yeah. Yeah. is humanizing the badge is going out and doing things the right way. Yes. No matter yes. who you're talking to, who you're contacting, doing things the right fucking way. And I guess to me, that's our only hope is that yeah. Yeah. people out there will see who we actually are. Are there, Look, people are always going to amplify the shitty cops. There's nothing we can do about that. There's literally because yeah. that's that's how some people make money, right? Out of the millions and millions of contacts oh, the police yeah. have, there are people, the media, other people like that that will pick out certain things that happen and egregious or not and they will say that's what the police are. And they do that for monetary reasons or yeah. for their own clout and for clout. Their influence is hurting other people like yeah. Snoop Dogg. I don't care if I sound like a boomer. His influence on young men is not good. No, it's not good. Right. Well, and, that, and there's that plenty of other another... fucking role models that anybody can look up to, but people look up to dudes like this. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you from experience a little bit about me is, you know, I grew up a latchkey kid. Right. And, and that all ties into it. It's, it's important to say that that's true, but we also have an, and have had for a long time an epidemic of, of, you know, kids that don't have parents, right? And so they get raised by things like Snoop Dogg, and, and I'm, not, I'm not Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman when I say this, right? Because Dave hates video games, but, you know, Grand Theft Auto and things like that, and they just kind of get the wrong impression. And it doesn't help when all the celebrities, everybody that you think is cool, basically just shits on the police constantly. And I've yeah, always this found is gonna, it really going to have a long-term effect. Like, this oh. isn't just like the next couple of years. <laughs> this is the next decade. We've been, we've been experiencing this since the, the, uh, the Trayvon shooting. And then we had... Uh, the and that was, but that wasn't shooting. even a cop. Yeah. yeah the but, dude that so, wanted to be a cop. Yeah. Yep. And then we had the Michael Brown shooting. And there to this day, you know, there are people that I talk to that I care about that, you know, I'm like, well, did you read the attorney general's report? They're like, no, I wouldn't trust it. I'm like, you kind of have to, because that is an official document from the top law enforcement officer in the nation. I wouldn't and trust that, it. <laughs> well, I, I don't trust anything that, from the upper levels of the government. Well, yeah, but basically it, it bears out the facts of what Wilson said and, and what happened to to Darren Wilson. We don't know. Like his right, his life was ruined. He, you know, they they doxed him and, and we don't know what happened to him. And I'll tell you that. Let me segue into this and and um then we'll go back to what you want to talk about. So there's a guy named TJ Kurgan. I don't know if you're aware of him, but if you've ever seen tactical shit, that's his company, right? And when Ferguson happened, I somehow I just ran across him talking on a podcast. He's done some pretty obnoxious shit. It's funny, but whatever. He's an ex-cop from St. Louis. And this guy was saying the kind of things that nobody in the uniform could say publicly. And there was nothing wrong with it. I mean, there was nothing bigoted. There was nothing racist. There was nothing classist. It was just the man was, was talking about what was going on in the country. And uh, I started following him. And kind of like with you, you know, I've, I've, I've made that connection and, and, you know, I do that with guys like you because I think we're similar, but when I'm doing my job, I do that with the people I have to serve too. I think a lot of finger pointing gets pointed towards everything being on the, on the police, but I'm telling you right now, and, and it's like preaching the choir. Like I know who's, who my audience is. 
you guys know you guys know who's out there and i would say i would dare to say that the shit bags probably don't listen to this podcast because it probably makes them uncomfortable <laughs> because i i bring up the shit baggy shit because there are shit yeah. bags in our profession and there's oh, always God, yes be, and there's always going to be that that's not going to oh. change. We can, we can do the best we can to root people out. We can't. Yeah. And people, you know, people will get hired that shouldn't get hired and they'll get fired. That's you're never Sometimes going to have fired. a I would a lot. A lot of times I do. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but maybe not here. So not here. Maybe your, your department and your, your state may have been better about that, but I feel like here, you know, at least in the agencies that I've worked for, that doesn't happen as often as it should for different reasons. Well, let's let's jump into you a little bit, man. So one of the things you wanted to fucking talk about was leadership. What do you got, man? Yeah. Well, um, man, I just I, like I said, I haven't worked for anybody that has really been uh, a good leader. You know, I say that when I worked at, at a university, I did have a friend in command staff, but he was a lot like me. So he didn't really have any any power. Right. I think that until we we I, well, you know, who's the best example is I, I don't know his name, but you're probably going to talk about the sheriff down in Florida that when they have a shooting or something and they kill somebody justifiably, he's like, well, maybe don't shoot at us. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not who I've got. And that's, you know, I've, I've, I've got people that, that most people really... don't though, bro. Most people don't have people like that. I right. mean, here's the interesting thing is, and I'm sure this, I don't know enough about it. So I don't want to go into detail about it, but the other day, 19 Austin cops got indicted for their roles beanbagging people in the riots last year 19 right and i was kind of blown away when the chief said that uh the chief basically backed him up and his from what i read which i which it's not our set art uh what the fuck is his name i think acevedo was up there for a while yeah that's where he got his start yeah so at least it wasn't you know at least he's gone but the new chief was like you know he's disappointed and he didn't think they the cops you know, we're deserving of charges. So no, they shouldn't have. Th- but it's a rare thing, right? Like it I is. came from an agency where it didn't matter what the cops did. They could be totally justified and right. And they would, whatever happened, they would, you know, they would apologize in the media right off the bat. Why, why are we, that's the other, and this is, I have that a whole podcast plan plan on this, but why are we fucking apologizing for shit when we didn't do anything wrong? I'm not because saying like you should get up. I, I'm not saying you need to go up and be like that dude in Florida. I always forget his fucking name and say, well, you know, he's, you know, he's, we shot him a million times because we didn't have any more bullets. Right. You don't have to do that. But at the same time say, Hey, look, you know, this guy had a family and it's tragic for his family, but this is what happened. And the officers responded appropriately. Yeah, you don't hear that. We have a shit. duty. We have, well, they never talk about our duties and the threat we're presented with, whether it kills us or not. Yeah, you never hear nobody ever talks about that ever, you know. So leadership thing, I mean, I, I just don't have much to add to it because I don't see a solution to it. Now, I, I I could see America uniting before we had good leadership consistently in law enforcement, and you know, to that end, uh, the military apparently is the same way because I've seen a lot of that content come around, you know, with their command climate. So it seems to be the same. You get guys that that get promoted, and most of them are politicians. And, you know, they, they get into shit that maybe they shouldn't and they do things they shouldn't. And then they spend a lot of time investigating their patrol officers and, and just fucking, you know, to me, it seems like they, we get thrown under the bus to draw attention away from them. I, so I've been thinking it. about, I've been thinking about saying this for a long time, but 
and I'm not, I don't like just kind of throwing darts at the dartboard blindly, but I believe this. If you want to look at corruption on a police department, look, I, no one's on the take, right? I mean, I, I can't speak for every fucking place ever, but you know, the whole thing like, oh, you guys are on the take or whatever. Cause I fucking heard that's gotta be rare. If it, I didn't even know, yeah. but yeah, I'm, you know, and, and, and I had a, a whole conversation with a dude a while ago. We, we had kind of a heated discussion way back and, and this guy I think highly of, but you know, he made a point like, well, back in the, you know, sixties and seventies, you know, all these city cops were doing this fucking shitty shit, which maybe they were right. But it's, it's not years then. Ago, 60 that was years 50 ago. years ago that that shit still happens. You just fucking have dirt bags, planting drugs on people and shit like that. For, for oh, the most part, fucking Go Dude, ahead, if I ever meet one of those guys, I don't give a fuck, man. I will. I'll spend a couple nights in jail because it's fucking right. coming for me. I'll, but, I'll take whatever's coming. Yeah, but because those guys fuck it for everybody else. But but back to what I was going to say, though, is I, I went to a coffee shop once. Right. And once a million times I went to the coffee shop. But, you know, we're sitting there having coffee and this fucking lady comes up to us. Karen cut in her 40s and she goes, can I talk to you guys? Okay. Yeah, sure. She's like, well, I mean, I just want to make sure you guys aren't those cops that, you know, that are on the take or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> lady, this isn't fucking like a seventies cop movie. Right, I have well, a body camera on. We I'm sitting in a fucking, response. right. Exactly. But I'm like, we're sitting in a coffee shop that has cameras. No, we're not on the fucking take. And, you know, and she, you know, she ended up telling us about something that happened like in a different jurisdiction, like five years ago, yeah. which was great. But yeah. Oh, isn't it though? But nobody's on the fucking take. Well, that shit is not fucking happening. And I lost my whole fucking train of thought. Well, the corruption, now we can go back to that. Oh, the corruption. There we go. The corruption. Yeah. But my argument though with with corruption, to circle back as a famous person would say, is I would fucking counter that if there's corruption going on, it's upstairs. And it's the people that were the brass. And I've had some people on this podcast that I think highly of, and I'm not talking about them, but I'm saying some of these people in these big fucking agencies that are very top heavy do some fucking shady shit. Politically and political, like it doesn't matter if it's political and you're doing, you're using your position to make things more favorable, whether it's not charging, I'm not going to be in this area at this time of day or whatever, then that that's literally corruption. And if you know you have a problem employee and you don't do anything about it. So corruption comes in all forms. Um, and I, I'm, I'm with you with, 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 I think even before body cameras, like we were pretty honest as a whole. And I know that, you know, 30, 40 years ago, maybe even 20 years ago, there, there may have been more instances of drug dealers being robbed and shit like that, but it, it is nowhere near, the amount and and that ties into something else so you know people think these things about us and it is what it is but they also sometimes think we have magic powers and i know you never you never got your magic powers in the academy i know i missed it i missed it i got this mustache uh from my dad genetically but um you know I, i had to deal with the civil matter today and 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 people just think that we can come in and 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 take their property and this that and the other and it's like lady yeah, I can't, without a court order, I can't do anything, right? Or they want us to investigate things the way they see on television. It's like, that is not how that works. You have constitutional rights that I swore to uphold. So there's a whole way to do this. Can't you take DNA 
no, bro, I can't take knee and A. I don't yeah. know if you threw a rock through your window. It's not being solved. <laughs> right. dude. It's like who who have you been talking to in the neighborhood? And you've said it twice now. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Uh, man, I like and respect you a lot. So heated conversation is never gonna be a problem. If you ever want to argue, we we got that because some of my best friends, like people I really care about, uh, we don't agree on everything. And that's why they're my friends, because I don't want to be an echo chamber. And I've I've had those conversations. In fact, I had one in the parking lot with a fellow officer. And I had to literally sit there and, and say, dude, I'm not mad because I was raising my voice. And so was he because we're, we're talking about something minor. We didn't agree on it. And I'm like, oh, bro, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking heated, man. And I I shouldn't be. No, fuck it. I should be. No, you should that, be. That Phoenix, I mean, that Phoenix that thing shit. really got me fucking heated today is mm -hmm. I just I hate fucking seeing videos like that. And then people. A lot of people fucking with no real life experience, celebrities, news or whatever. Oh, yes. You know, they, they trash cops and they put out the shit about cops. And that video is basically explains why we act the way we act, why we want to, quote unquote, control people's hands, control their movements, you know, do good search. All that shit. Not good search isn't really in that video, but we do all these fucking things. Because of that shit, because that is a possibility that could happen. And I yeah. want, and as you know, the instructors, they want the fucking cops to go home. I want cops to go fucking home. So, and, and the courts have fucking established for years what's reasonable, yes. why we can do these things. You know, if you can articulate that the person ha could possibly be armed, then you can do a, mm -hmm. a pat down and you're allowed to control people's movements. You're allowed to get people out of cars. It's for everybody's safety because yes. it allows us to keep things de-escalated. And for as, as much as the public thinks they understand what, what de-escalation is, what they don't understand is it's having complete control of the situation that you find yourself in. And, and that's doing the thing that is, with the least amount of force. That's the thing is, I, I think in this country, and I'm not, this, I'm not necessarily saying this to be derogatory, but this country has kind of that like Jerry Springer type feel for things like no we don't have to like I, I think of like that i don't know why that girl that um that was on dr phil the uh catch me outside oh, how about that yeah yeah, yeah. um that, bad baby bad baby I, she's like a fucking famous rapper now or something i heard jesus christ mm -hmm. but yeah only fans the whole line ugh. the whole the whole thing though is is this country there's a lot of i'm gonna say it privileged people yes. that and entitled people and entitled yes and entitled and preach on brother poorly made yeah there you go very poorly made but you have that type of attitude in this country where that's why people even though it's been fucking put out there so many times hey dude you i, I can ask you to step out of the car on a traffic stop that's, that's people mims. and i have a mug that says that by the way and i know yeet but that's why I, we just we keep repeating the same information over and over and over again and i don't know like is that ever going to change it's not there's always going to be assholes right but i feel like here in the states we have a higher propensity i don't know if that's the right term of assholes there's just a lot of fucking assholes that are entitled are privileged and they think they can do whatever they want i mean how often i i know you didn't work in you don't work in a big city but dude i can tell you I could just be talking to somebody on the street and it could just be a fucking conversation. People will come up to you and say, stop harassing them. <laughs> um, bro, we're just, we're talking about fucking the, the Broncos game. 
There's right? no I harassment going on. There's, I think that's there's the point just where people you ask that, that are, person if you're being detained. Right. Yeah. Am I being detained? But that needs to happen. By the way, guys, we got to start. I've got it. Happen. Or we, let me, you guys let me say this. That to people. Let me say this: that the next time I end a contact and I tell them they can go lawfully and they keep talking, I'm going to log with dispatch that I'm being detained. I shit you not. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I just, I don't know, man. It just, it's kind of this really toxic, yes, white scenario where people they they push they push buttons and that's like the whole American yeah. thing, right? Like don't tread on me kind of thing. But then like everything people take but it, they're treading on everybody else. Is right. The there's no, there's no balance, right? There's no balance to it. Like, I'm not saying, you know, Oh, comply to everything the government says, but hold on a second. This is well established law. Yes. Just this comply with like, the police. Yeah. Like it's simple. Yeah. It's, it's well established. And here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing of this fucking country. If you, and especially now with body cameras, let's say you feel that you're being unlawfully detained. Mm -hmm. Okay. Articulate that. Great. Hey, officer, I feel like I'm being unlawfully detained. Okay. And then you comply. And then you go to fucking the, the police station the next day and say, hey, look, I had this contact with the cop and I believe I was being unlawfully detained. He has a body camera video. I have a, even if they have a camera, whatever. You guys can do this shit without fighting. But here's the thing, yeah. though. It doesn't look good because you got to put the show on for the camera. So you got to fight the cops. You have to. And you have people encouraging this fucking behavior. And that's oh, why we have the, all the victim's these families problems. getting paid out. I mean, imagine being imagine being somebody. And I don't know that this has happened, but I think I think it could, you know, having the mindset of like, I, I'm not going to be able to take care of my family. I'm already kind of a criminal. I kind of want to die. So I'm going to have the cops kill me. And then my family will sue the department and sit. I would, I would bet my mortgage that that has happened. Probably. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm going to do a whole podcast about that. I'm even doing research. It'll be exciting. Uh, first week in March, I think, is that one's going to come out. It might be a decently made police podcast. Nah, it'll probably be poor. <laughs> well, you got to stay true to yourself, right? Yeah, dude, I ain't no fucking sellout. All right, let's take a quick second to hear from the fine people over at Refuge Medical. Refuge Medical, made in America, guaranteed forever. They've got individual first aid kits, multi-casualty first aid kits, vehicle first aid kits, basic first aid kits. They got all the components you need, and they have training. These guys have 33 confirmed life saved, including two dozen officers in the last two years. They use North American rescue components. They've been deployed on four continents with all the branches of the U.S. military. They exceed what your department is issuing. And it's designed to work with the Marchi algorithm. Find all this great stuff over at www.refugemedical.com. Use promo code PMPM for free shipping on all orders. Go check these guys out. Now back to the show. Now, one last thing uh, before we get into my dumb fucking questions that you have to answer. Oh, nice. You brought up something I thought was interesting uh, that you felt that when guys get out of policing, they're treated a little bit differently by their peers. Yes. Than when guys leave the military, you, you want to expand on yeah. that a little bit. And that ties into the support system for military veterans versus police and other first responders, but mostly us. Um, so, you know, when you left, 
the way that some of the people were talking about you or to you on the page just really kind of demonstrates that there's a really toxic culture. And man, I kind of get to a degree wanting to know why somebody left an agency because we've all had people that we knew that fucked up. But for the most part, once you're not a cop, like <laughs> you're done, like that nobody, unless you know them, like they're not going to take care of you. They're not going to be professional and courteous if they're if they're an asshole in the way they do their job. And, you know, we just don't have that support system uh, or even enjoy the same respect uh, as veterans do. And, um, you know, I'll say this, and I love those guys. I have several, several of my friends are veterans and I'm prior service myself. Um, you know, when they were talking about Hammond cars, I falling, you had all these guys up in arms and it wasn't just the vets, it's all these other people up in arms about it. And I understand because there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of American blood on that soil, but you guys didn't have that same problem when Seattle became, you know, Seattle autonomous zone. And they literally gave up police departments. So, you know, we're fighting a really uphill battle. And I, I don't ever want to be thanked for my service. So this is not something that I want for myself personally. But, you know, I would love to see the police get the same kind of respect and services. Because they're offering in Texas, I think, in Oklahoma, like incentives to veterans, like where you don't pay taxes. You don't pay franchise taxes on your business for three years. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't do this. You don't do that. You know, cause those guys, they, they earn what they got, but we're doing something similar here. And while we don't have the same type of artillery and shit, we also don't have the same type of support and we don't know what we're getting into. We, we, we don't really ever have any decent intelligence and then we have to live in the community that we serve in. You, you know, know, I'm going to, I'm not going to comment too much because I don't think I have a right because I, I was not prior service and, and I, I think I have to think about prior service before. doesn't mean shit it just means that you know I graduated basic and had to get out an AIT for something that was beyond my control well, That's all that well what I'm saying though is my prior service because yeah. I, I didn't I didn't serve um, and I'm saying that to all the uh, veterans I just want to make a, make that clear for the stolen valor people oh no yeah no you're <laughs> yeah. but I I think that I'm conflicted I got to think about what you said a little bit, but I did want to touch on a few things. I, as far as like the negative shit I got, it's really few and far between that verbalize it. I'm Mm -hmm. sure I'm sure if I took a poll, I'm pretty confident 90% of people would be like, yeah, dude, good for you, man. We're totally behind you. And then 10% would be like, no, you're a fucking coward. You're a quitter. You're whatever it is. I mean, those are those dudes, man. They, they, those are the, you know, they can wear their fucking blue line shirts and they can yeah. have them lifted pickup punish your gear. And, and punish your gear and save some pussy for the rest of us, bro. Yeah, bro. Like I just, and I look, man, I, and I'll be honest, I'll be fucking very honest about this. There's been times where I, I do, I have, I'm a, I do feel like I quit. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, we talked about I, it. I know that I did the right thing. Yes. I know I did the right thing for me. That's all yes. that matters. All the fuck, you know, this is like a cliche thing, but fuck the noise kind of thing. But, but, yes. but I, I didn't want to like shit on the whole policing community. The policing community, we are kind of our own worst enemy sometimes. And we're, oh, yeah. There's a balance, right? Where like, I feel like sometimes the policing community is too forgiving of shit. And mm-hmm. then sometimes there's way too hard on shit that people don't 
need to be hard on. I, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of this. It's a weird conundrum. It's but not a good balance, and it's, it's, not, it's all it's, based it's, on perspective. And the people who are in power, their perspective isn't what it should be. It's kind of. I think it's reflective of society, though. I think yes, society is not in balance. And to like make a make a nerdy Star Wars thing, like there's not balance in the Force. No, it's clearly. I mean, clearly the Sith are in the Senate right now. <laughs> there's no well, doubt. You bring up a good point that Nancy Pelosi is secretly a Sith Lord. Oh, that's a, you know what? We'll, we'll talk on the, we'll just talk as friends one day. This is, we're not going there here, but (laughs) you know, um, that's another good point that you just brought up. I don't know any senators or congressmen that are ex cops. None. And we should, we should have that. I can think of not that I can think of. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we're not going to get representation until some of us that are capable of it run for office and win poorly made for president right oh i'd vote but i I would hope that your vice president candidate would be a reanimated uh teddy roosevelt i mean that's that'll be a thing before too long i think right yeah he'll be doing concerts with tupac um i've heard i've heard old teddy's a good singer now although i don't i'm just gonna throw that tupac's not dead right there's a good possibility that he's not. I have to say that I believe he is, but you know what? You and my uh, younger brother, you both believe. And I, I saw the the thing the other day that that could have been Tupac. So, I mean, I believe in Bigfoot, dude. I think I'm being stalked by one, so I can give that one to you. So now we get to the podcast, part of the podcast where I get to ask you dumb shit. Okay. Now, the first question I have, and I, I have a feeling you're going to break my heart if I know you as well as I think I know you. Yes. What is your favorite patrol car? Oh, it's it's not a Crown Vic. You piece right? of shit. But, but let me say this, though. For all you motherfuckers listening, let me tell you what a poor influence this man is. Because every Crown Vic I ever used, and, and there were three or four, I never fucking fit him. I didn't like him. So I'm hanging out with this motherfucker now for two years. We talk a lot, right? And then I'm like, fucking Christ, I'm going to probably buy a Detective Crown Vic because they're cutting them up and, you know, so fuck you. Fuck you for that. You got me with that. I'm really um, so I'm pretty sure mine was a detective unit. If I if I'm uh, did you right. check the, the get a gauge to see how far the seat is is crushed? Um I will say this, and I, I thought about telling you this earlier, I just didn't segue into it. So tonight I had a call and I'm I've just gotten into a twin turbo and it's really windy tonight, and I had to get over hundred miles an hour. And I'm gonna tell you that thing got squirrely. So this one, I can't say too much about. I haven't driven it enough. So then so, what, what is your favorite patrol car? Probably the car that I've, I've driven once and couldn't fit in. It's the Impala with the uh, 6.2 Camaro motor in it. Yeah, there's a dude on Facebook. I should get him on the podcast because I know he's followed the page for a long time. Uh, he's mm. fucking, man, he's all about the Impala. I'll have to hit that. The dude 90s up. Impalas. The 90s Impalas. Uh, I could say that, the bump cars. Yeah, the Caprice. Those were cool. Those are cool. Yeah. yeah. I, right, I'm looking, one. I'm looking for one of those, but I don't think, I don't know, man, I got to justify dropping five grand well, on a 30 year old car that you use it for promotion, use it for promotion. And then you, you, you know, we're really, if you don't have a good accountant, find one. Now, the next question that I have for you, good sir. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to be unprepared for this. So we'll see. 
Good. As a grown man, have you shit your pants? Oh my God. Yeah. And, and of course, <laughs> and let me tell you, let me tell you, like, I like the, I like the myth of Icarus cause I can relate. I'm always flying too close to the sun. So Thursdays at my old agency is where the shifts overlap. Guy went to the Academy was on the opposite shift. And so we go eat this place in the city uh, after we got off and I knew I was pushing it. I knew it. And let me tell you, I was two miles, three miles from my house when I had unbuckled my seatbelt and was stiff as a board driving my pickup truck, clenching my butthole and I open my garage door and I run up and I touch the door handle that's going to let me in my kitchen to the bathroom and I shit my pants. And it, it wasn't a little, right? <laughs> and that uniform was not owned by me, which means I had to decontaminate it. So yeah, more than, more than once. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I've kind of, this has been like a fucking weird science experiment and I can't believe anybody advertises with me, but I, this, this started with dispatcher Mo and she's like, Oh no. And so I did a poll and like 50% of people said they did, you know, a couple, another percent said, Oh, almost. And then everybody else was like, no, I've never shit my pants. I think that chicks don't shit their pants. They either lie about it or they don't. They lie about it. I don't know, man. If, if you meet one cool enough, she'll just be like, yeah, I shit my pants. Oh, my God. Bringing up cool chicks. I met this chick from the next agency over pro. She was fucking yoked. Like, she came to pick somebody up on a warrant. And I was like, I wanted to bro it up with this chick. Do me a favor. So, ask, ask her if she shits her pants. Uh, if I see her again, I will. And Good I'm sure she'll her. answer me. Yeah. Good oh, I've already broke. Let me tell you how I broke the ice. Like, what are you squatting? Damn, you got a scar on your face? Hell yeah, how'd you get that? So well, this, uh, don't let me take you down the rabbit hole there. So next it question. Like, it sounds like you're in love. Uh, um, no, she would break me, dude. No. Like in half. Um, yeah. One of the things we do on here is uh, I do a little word of the day. Not everybody plays, but that's okay. All right. If uh, you have a word. Yeah. If you have a word that the millions of people that listen to the podcast want to throw in their reports on the radio what would you say you said reports and radio so i'll say meow i mean that's just gonna be the first thing that, that pops to mind i can't fucking believe no one said that yet i mean come on like dude the, the hijinks are gonna get i think into. this is episode 58 i think and no one has said meow yet oh, are you meow. kidding me very disappointed in you fuckers the last question i have for you good sir do you have any imparting words of wisdom for the millions of people that would listen to this podcast? Well, you know, if you're a rookie, there's little things will, will make a difference. You know, identify somebody that is going to be a positive influence for you. Somebody there's, there's going to be somebody at your department that wants to teach, whether they officially have the position or not. Um, avoid people who cause problems and definitely don't tell anybody at work shit. Right now, if you if you want to make friends with somebody, you got to do what I do. And it's like, tell me something to get you fired. I'm going to, you know, this ain't going no further. Right? Or just so stalk just them on the Internet. That's what you do, too. Right. Oh, hell no. God, <laughs> they, man, no, my command staff is fucking with me about using uh, Court Connect before I date somebody else. I'm not getting into that. Oof. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't fucking do that, man. Don't don't 
And it fucking Never happens every that. year. There's fucking every year there's an article about some dude that um decides that he's, he's going NCIC. to he's gonna use NCIC to look up some fucking chick's yep. house. Dude, don't yep. do that. That's no, don't that be is not you how know what? You, that's how you catch a predator, man. Don't well, do that. let me say this. Do us all a favor if you're that person, uh just unass the cosmos, right? Just just be gone. Yep. Yeet yourself from the profession please all right well dude i appreciate you man uh you, mm. you fucking came to the plate and knocked it out of the park so i think well, i've been gonna, looking forward to it yeah dude we're gonna wrestle some jimmies i think but i think it's good sometimes it's good to have your jimmies wrestled and to think well outside of the box it is what it is and and you know if somebody if somebody hears it and can relate like i related to you and tonight because like i said i just had not laughed like that in so long um then it was all worth it fuck yeah all right you guys if you want to support my shitty podcast and keep this thing going a bunch of ways to do that click the link at the end of the podcast you can donate money to me every month and i can keep the lights on down here in this very ungrungy dungeon that's a weird rhyme and then of yeah, it worked. An ungrungy dungeon. I don't like, yeah, it's just a sex dungeon. I, who am I kidding? But you can keep the lights on down here in the fucking dungeon, which, by the way, I set myself up for failure every time I sent, I like take a photo and put it on Instagram. Um, but you guys fucking, they're fucking, the comments are funny as shit. So well done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other thing, go buy some uh, poorly made police memes merch. You can get the official St. Patrick's Day shirt, which is the cheapest shit I sell. And it could be the worst made shirt that I sell. But let's be honest, you're going to wear something cringy on St. Patrick's Day anyway. So you might as well, you know, help me help a brother out oh, a little bit. Saw drunk pinch the same. Hey, and since you're doing a shameless plug, let me uh, because of you, I checked out Popo Medic. The guy's only got like 10,000 followers, man. That's criminal. Guys, follow that dude. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah, he's he's fucking hilarious. The other thing you can do to support this podcast is uh, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast, because without them, it wouldn't be possible. And do me a favor. If you uh, patronize these people, tell them that I sent you. It helps me out quite a fucking bit. And do all the good shit to sh- spread the word. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your mom about the podcast. Um, tell your mom where the dungeon is so we can hang out. <laughs> all that good stuff. But seriously, leave reviews. Send me comments. All that good stuff. It, it helps out a lot and helps the podcast keep growing. So with that said, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Remember that I love most of you. Bye-bye. <laughs>